Hey everyone, and welcome to Money Moves for Teens. My name is Tally Levy, and I'm here to inform and inspire my teenage peers by discussing the topics of business, entrepreneurship, and personal finance. I'm so grateful you were able to take the time to listen today, and I hope you find value in this episode. The ability to build your own website has become extremely accessible in today's world, but there is still confusion surrounding the topic, mostly when it comes to how to create a good-looking, quality website. People become intimidated by the process, some avoid it altogether, but I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be scary. Just by adopting some simple design rules and principles, you can create an amazing looking website no matter your experience level. In this episode, I'll be covering 8 features of a good website and I'll be focusing on the content aspect. Last week, I covered the functional aspect, so if you haven't heard that one yet, I recommend checking it out. This is the final episode in a three-part series on building and designing a great-looking and user-friendly website, so I hope you find these tips valuable and that they help you create an amazing website for your business. Before we get into how to make a good website, let's first discuss why you should have one in the first place. I covered these points in my last two episodes, so if you've heard them already, you can skip ahead if you'd like to. First, a website builds trust in your business. If you hand someone a business card or if they say a flyer about your business, them being able to look you up and find your website can help you come across as legitimate and trustworthy. Smallbusinessweb.co states that 8 out of 10 customers are likely to engage with your business if it has a website. Second, your website can act as an information source for your current and potential customers. A 3.5 by 2 inch business card doesn't offer much space for you to communicate factors such as your brand goals and values, which is why a website is so valuable. There, people can make one stop to understand what you offer, get any questions they may have answered, and hopefully buy whatever it is you sell. Third, a website drives more sales. And that's one of the main goals, right? Linking to the products or services you offer will establish your online presence and create the ability for people to find your business and experience the value you offer. There are many more reasons a website is necessary for businesses, but those are some of the major ones I wanted to touch on. Now let's get into the 8 functional features every good website has. First, add headings on your website. Headings allow a reader to scan your content without having to read every single word, which is a good thing because usually people don't have time to read every word, so you have to get the message across quickly. If you can use headings and make it so that your user can scan your work and still walk away with value, you're doing something right. Also, headings enhance your page's organization, differentiate between topics, and direct the reader to where they want to go. So add those headings. Second, limit the amount of words on your site. Yes, your website should be helpful and informational, but don't overdo it. Your website is not a book. Now, I say this assuming you're designing a site for your business, and obviously there are ones out there focused mainly on information given, like a blog or a science article. But in a business owner's case, less is more. Again, people aren't looking to spend hours on your website. Your goal instead would ideally be for them to implement your call to action, like watch this YouTube video or buy this ebook, which doesn't require paragraphs and paragraphs of writing. I'll talk about calls to action later in this episode. Also, using less words makes your website appear clean and not overwhelming, which is definitely a goal to strive for. So remember to limit the amount of words you use. Third, you should have consistent branding. Yes, your branding stretches even as far as the words you choose. It's not only limited to colors and fonts. I made this point in my 36th episode, the first in this three-part series, from a physical standpoint. If you already have flyers and business cards with blue as the main color, make blue the main color of your website so your branding is consistent so people make the connection both places tie back to your business. And you want that consistency not only with physical features, but within your site as well. 
Here's what I mean. If you create a skincare line targeted towards a teenage audience, maybe the way you talk isn't super proper and technical, and instead it's more playful with jokes thrown into your advertisements. Or if you sell baby products, choose words that you know will resonate with new moms. So many things in business will come back to this, always keeping your customer in mind. You have to know who you're speaking to. And that's what I mean by consistency. Choose the playful words over the technical words if you create that skincare line. You'd look more consistent based on what your business is and who your customers are. The best way to learn what the most effective words to use are based on your audience is to actually be around them, interact with them. Then you can choose words you know will resonate, it will keep your branding consistent and create a deeper connection between you and your customer. Fourth, include calls to action. Your website should serve a purpose and generally a business owner's website serves the purpose of their user taking action. Whether it's listening to their latest podcast episode or buying their new digital product, these are all actions a business owner wants their audience to take, so making the message to do so clear is very important. Make your calls to action stand out and help guide your users directly to them. Decide, based on your business and its needs, what action you would like people to take when they land on your site, and then enhance whatever that action is. It will benefit your business so much. Fifth, proofread all of your content. I suggest taking the step before making your website live, but even if yours is already up, proofreading your words from time to time definitely won't hurt. Check and make sure there are no spelling or grammatical errors. When a website includes many mistakes within the text, it comes off as unprofessional, like someone didn't take the extra step to proofread or do a final pass. So avoid that problem by proofreading all of your website content. Sixth, make sure your content is SEO friendly. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, and by implementing SEO tips, your goal is for your website to show up at the top of the search results when someone looks up whatever relates to your business. Say you sell cupcakes through your website. If someone searches cupcakes near me or best cupcakes in my area, you want your site to show up first, and that's where these SEO tips come in handy. There are so many tips and tricks when it comes to this topic, which could be an entire episode in itself, but at a basic level, if you want your website to show up higher on the list, include words in your website that you think people are searching. Here's what I mean. If you want your business page to show up when someone types creative cupcake creations, include the words creative cupcake creations somewhere in your site. Whether it be through your business description or photo captions, just finding a way to add those keywords is beneficial because it can help the search algorithm to identify your page is related to what people are searching, which will then hopefully push your website out to more people. So keeping your content SEO friendly is another key factor to consider when building a website for your business. Seventh, present your content in an organized manner, an organized flow of thoughts. Your goal should be to make it incredibly easy for your user to understand the message you're trying to convey through your site, and having organized content helps you do just that. So don't start your about me story on one page, then on another say, oh by the way, I forgot to add this previously, and so on. It comes across as messy and not well thought out. Go through your website as a user might and ask yourself, does this order make sense? Is it clear this piece of information leads to this? And make changes where you see necessary. But keeping everything organized will help you out so much. Lastly, eighth, I have some website add-ins I suggest you do implement, but some really depend on what type of business you have. If these tips don't apply to you, that's fine, but I do believe they will be helpful for the majority of businesses out there. First is a contact section. If people want to reach out to you or ask you a question, it should be very simple for them to do that. 
add a place to contact you on your website so the user doesn't have to spend time and energy trying to locate your information. If you're not comfortable giving out any email, you could create a Google form within your site or even tell them to reach out to you through your social media. Second, include testimonials or reviews from previous happy customers. Testimonials add credibility to your website and they help you appear legitimate. People like to know that what they're about to spend their money on will do what it's advertised to do and reading reviews plays a huge part in their decision to purchase from you. And third, include an FAQ section, frequently asked questions. This will save you and your customer time if you notice the same questions being asked again and again. Just put the answers out on your website for everyone to know. And better yet, if you can make changes within your site so that the question doesn't need to be asked anymore, do that. But include FAQs because they're helpful for your user and will save you both time. So those were the three optional website add-ins, a contact section, testimonials, and an FAQ. You can include them if they benefit you and your business. Those were the 8 tips and here's one more piece of advice before I close off this episode. If you're about to create your website or if you're already in the process, I suggest looking at your favorite websites and taking notes on what you like about them. What do all of the clean, organized sites have in common? And how could you replicate some of those design details onto your own? Taking time to do this research is beneficial and you will learn a lot in the process. And chances are, some quality traits you find may be once talked about in this episode. I hope all of the information talked about today starts you on your path to designing an amazing website. To recap, add headings, limit the amount of words, and include consistent branding. Add clear calls to action, proofread your work, and make sure it's SEO friendly. And lastly, ensure your information is presented in an organized manner and add in any other content you feel would help your customer, such as a contact section, testimonials, or an FAQ page. If you haven't listened to my previous website building episodes yet, I recommend checking them out for more information on this topic. I'll see you all next week. That concludes another episode of Money Moves for Teens. Thank you for tuning in today and remember to thank yourself for creating the space to learn something new. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be a huge help to me and others if you would share my content with those who might benefit from the information. You're always welcome to leave a rating and review. And if you have any questions or would like to follow me on other media, you can visit my website, moneymovesforteens.com. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you guys in my next episode.